At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month no matter what kind of entertainment you love addicted to true crime catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on a e crime central crave adventure explore asian action movies on hayah searching for something extreme check out skating snowboarding and more on fuel tv plus the global home of action sports and find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's hit nation playlist there's new free shows and movies to love every week say free this week in your xfinity voice remote getting ready to take on spring Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Lombardi line here on a Tuesday presented by Bet MGM. Dave Ross alongside Wes Reynolds. And Wes, obviously, we got a lot to discuss today on the Lombardi line here. Obviously, the big news 24 hours ago, the resignation of John Gruden. We're going to get into all of that. Michael Lombardi is going to join us here in just a couple minutes. Lorenzo Alexander is going to join us in the second hour. Actually played under Bruce Allen in Washington, D.C. and get his thoughts on all things NFL, Adam Hill, uh, who covers the Raiders, is going to join us in that second hour as well. And Will Hill is going to join us later on in this hour. So, of course, we're not going to ignore the big story of the day. But before we do that, Wes, we should talk about what we saw last night in Baltimore. And I know you as a Colts backer might have a different view. And I know everybody's saying Lamar Jackson. My goodness, it was an absolutely insane individual performance on a team sport here where you do the things that Omar did in the second half of the Ravens to come back and get this overtime win 31 to 25. The Colts still get the money though. They were getting seven, seven and a half pre-flop. Uh, and certainly that over, which looked dead at halftime cashes uh, with the, uh, with the 56 combined points at 46 and a half. Just what are your makes of what you saw? Because you're, you, there are two different ways to look at it. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure you kind of see it through both lenses. One, Easy win if you're a Colts backer, but if you had a money line, you felt like this was a game that got away. Yeah, I was able to cash the tickets on the Colts last night, first half in game. And I'll start because I don't want to ignore Lamar Jackson having over 500 yards of total offense. My goodness. But 
I think even if you're a hardcore Ravens fan, you're not going to say the Ravens won that game. The Colts <laughs> lost that game, plain and simple. It's 22 to three near the end of the third quarter, 25 to nine going into uh, uh, the fourth quarter at one standpoint. So Ravens outscore him 16 to three. And, you know, the Colts just, I think they let, they gave this one away they and they gave it away in a lot of different areas. And, the, the fact of the matter is when you look at the box score, especially with Carson Wentz, he played his best game as an Indianapolis Colt, 25 of 35, 402 yards, two touchdowns, only got sacked twice behind that patchwork offensive line, which, by the way, at one point in the game was down three starters. The secondary also got banged up, and that's what I think allowed the Ravens to come back. But it's just when you got that lead, I think Frank Reich and the Colts kind of played scared. Yes. They played absolutely scared. And look, Jonathan Taylor, a great game as well, 169 yards from scrimmage for JT, including that 75-yard screen pass to begin the game where the Colts had third and 15. It's like they're going to go three and out. And then all of a sudden they hit the Ravens for that quick hitter, and it's like, okay, we got a different ball game, and you knew it right away. Mm -hmm. I think whatever side you had bet, in last night's uh, Monday night football game. But I think what happened, you know, it was not only the play calling from Frank Reich and company playing scared. Obviously, the big story of week five in the NFL was the kicking game and how many missed kicks we My had. Goodness. I think it was, uh, I forget the week. I saw a tweet on Twitter last night. I think it was 1987 was the last time you had this many missed kicks, whether it was field goals or extra points in any week of the NFL. And look, at the end of the first half, Colts kind of dodged a bullet because apparently the regular kicker, Rodrigo Blankenship, the uh, bespectacled wonder out of <laughs> University of Georgia, is dealing with a hip issue. So what they do at the end of the first half, they send out Rigoberto Sanchez, the punter, to be able to do that. And they also have Naeem Himes out there holding, who is the running back and the kick returner, holding. And then the Ravens happen to bail him out, step offside. So they put blank and chip back in. He makes a kick 10 to 3. Okay, no big deal. Then it came out at halftime. Okay, he's dealing with this hip issue. He did make one field goal in the second half. But look, when they were going to go up, uh, when they were going to go up on the touchdown, I think 16 to three missed the extra point mm -hmm. that forces the Colts to go for two. When they go up 22 to three, they don't get it. And then not only Blankenship gets a field goal blocked by Calais Campbell, Mark Lewinsky, by the way, badly missed that block. And then there's the block field goal. Ravens go down, get a touchdown and two point conversion. And then at the end of the game, when the Colts had very little time, but a couple timeouts, they go down, and it's like they're playing for the field goal here, and then Rodrigo Blankenship misses another kick at the end. Ravens win the toss, and you knew it was over. You knew that defense Couldn't was Couldn't hold gas. up. That secondary, when you looked, I, I think, at, at that secondary down the stretch, when you've got uh, Sendejo in there, who, you know. He was dinged up himself. Yeah, and, and he can't really cover. And, and, I mean, they were down Rockison, They were down TJ Carey. Then Xavier Rhodes gets hurt. Then uh, Kari Wills get hurt, the safety. So you're dealing with uh, Sendejo and company in there. And, and the other guy, Bo Pete Keys and Anthony Chesley were the corners at the <laughs> end of the game. You're not probably going to win those games on like your third and fourth team corners that are like probably the last guys on your 53-man roster are out there covering. And then all of a sudden, 
they found a way not to be able to cover Mark Andrews, who they had mentioned on the Monday Night Football broadcast on ESPN last night. They had mentioned doesn't have any targets this year in the red zone. And then you look at what he did at the end of the game, 11 oh catches goodness. for 147 yards and two touchdowns. Hollywood Brown a got A two-point conversion, yeah. too, to yeah. tie it. I mean, look, you're right. And, and the thing is, and you, you hit on it earlier, Wes, and it's something that nobody ever talks about in the National Football League. And, again, I'm glad we're going to have Lorenzo Alexander on in the second hour today because he was a special teams demon. And we saw two games flip on special teams over this weekend. And one of them was in Carolina where they had a late block pump by the Eagles, mm -hmm. which helped uh, Philadelphia take that short field and take the lead and get the win. This was, as you mentioned, the blocked field goal here late in the fourth quarter. So with all the greatness of Lamar Jackson, and he was spectacular. It was an historical performance that he put up last night. If that kick doesn't get blocked, which is relatively a chippy, mm -hmm. right? We're not talking about that today. We're talking about the Colts with a big win. They're a game back. In the South, if they hold on and get that second one of the year, and everything flips on special teams. We always talk offense, a little defense, never really special teams. Yeah. There are three phases of football, people, and that third phase rears its ugly head sometimes on the opposite side when you least expect it and can bail you out when you absolutely need it. It bailed out Baltimore, and it bailed out Philadelphia, and Look, those are, those are little things, but they're actually huge things that I think people overlook from time to time. And John Harbaugh cut his teeth in the National Football League as a special teams coach with the Eagles before he ever got this Ravens job. And sometimes people forget of those little things that turn football games. I remember when I was a student at IU, actually the only time I met John Harbaugh was when he was a special teams coach at Indiana University when I was an undergrad there. And look, you're absolutely right. Special teams turn the game. And, and you look at the Colts here. They could have been one game back right. of the AFC South. Because I was. that's what I was saying to people. I was like, you know what? Indianapolis, despite the fact that they have started out this season horribly, they are definitely not out of this division because the schedule you're going to see is about to get a little bit more manageable. Okay. And it still is, and I don't think they're out of it, but that's a wasted opportunity that you just gave away. If you could have stolen a win at the Ravens and you're a Colts fan, as mm. I am and a former season ticket holder, you got to think, well, two and three, you know what? We've weathered the storm. Now you have the Texans coming in. Now you go to the 49ers. Who knows what the 49ers quarterback situation is going to be? No Jimmy idea. G did not go on Sunday. Now Trey Lance is battling an issue. Then you have Tennessee Titans coming into town, that revenge spot. Then you have the Jets coming into town. Then you have the Jaguars coming into town. Wow. So you've got the opportunity to pick up wins. And, man, if you were 2-3, and three, God, you'd be in a lot better position than you are right now. <laughs> Again, that AFC South, If you're, I'm not a Titans believer, so I'm with Wes on this one. It feels like this division is still open. But to that end, for next week, when you look at Indianapolis now, coming off a devastating loss, and now they have the short week in a game they're supposed to win where it opens up BetMGM 10.5 as the home favorite. It's down to 10, and I think you can understand why that money move comes in on Houston because, mm -hmm. you know, I, we talk about this a lot in the green zone, shameless blog on Sundays, and it feels like when you get your heart ripped out like you do and you have that hangover effect, sometimes it can be real. I'm with you. I think the Colts should win that game. But right now at first blush, I think you better take that 10 if you're a Houston backer. The way they played against the Patriots last week and Davis Webb looked like a competent quarterback all of a sudden as a rookie against Bill Belichick in a game they could have easily won. Mm -hmm. So to me, that number feels too big over under 42 and a half 
also very interesting. But, Wes, what's your first glance and blush at the Colts now being in a spot where they're supposed to cover a big number? As of right now, it would be a pass for me because, look, how do you recover from that loss where you just absolutely give a game away in a primetime spot on Mm. Monday night? And also with Houston, Davis Mills did play better. New England, really, we thought New England might be in trouble or at least to cover that game, maybe even win that game because of all the offensive line injuries because they had four guys out. But it was really their secondary that Davis Mills was able to carve up. Houston just kind of ran out of talent at the end. So I'm not really wanting to leap out and lay 10 with the Colts. I think they're going to win this game, but this would be Texans or nothing for me. Conversely, when you look at the Ravens now, opened up three and a half against the Super Chargers and Justin Herbert and company coming on the road. And I get it. It's the whole West Coast to East Coast thing. But my goodness, if the Ravens couldn't stop that Colts offense, And they couldn't stop that Colts offense, it felt like, for a long time until Frank Reich, as you, I think, pointed out, kind of took his foot off the gas a little bit in the second half. How are you going to shut down Austin Eckler and Justin Herbert and the weapons that they have on offense? It's down to three. So, again, I think the people understanding where I'm coming from here, it feels like a charger play initially. Well, what what has really been the big mover here in this game has been the total. It was 48 on the look ahead, now 51 and a half. We saw the Chargers. We knew that they were not a very good rushing defense, and they weren't against the Cleveland Browns either. I mean, Cleveland ran all over them. Ravens, uh, look at the running game here, only 25 carries for 86 yards, but this is probably going to be an emphasis, you would think, for the Ravens this week. Is like, we got to get this running game going against this Lightning Bolts defense that's not very good against the run. So I can't disagree with this move on the total, and I think it probably has more room to go up. Uh, yeah, it's going to be fascinating to see how things play out after what we saw a wild Monday night game last night. I wonder how things are going to play out right here in Las Vegas with the Raiders. They're looking for a head coach today because John Gruden is out. Obviously, he resigned his post as the head coach of the Raiders yesterday. When we come back, Michael Lombardi himself, the man, the, the name on this show, is going to break it down for us. Nobody knows the Raiders organization better. Come on back. It's Vison, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah! 
Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter let's please welcome jamal crawford to point game king of the court one-on-one tournament if they had it back in your prime do you think he could have took it all i'm gonna be honest with you i don't think i could have took it all but i think i would have shocked a lot of people i think kobe and everybody in their prime kobe would win a one-on-one contest yeah yeah because you gotta think he's gonna guard he don't care about guarding He's gonna guard. He's gonna exactly. guard. Like you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's gonna guard. And then on I'm top of that, like that, see that, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college? Because he didn't it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. season is here. It's time to download BetMGM Sports. It's Nevada's premier sports betting app. BetMGM has all of your favorite wagering options along with in-game betting, boosted odds specials, and much, much more. Download the BetMGM app today and stop by any MGM casino on the strip with your state-issued ID. Open up an account and start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada. Whatever your sport, whatever your betting style, you're going to love BetMGM's state-of-the-art technology and fan-friendly specials every day of the week. Visit BetMGM for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years or older and physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. If you have a problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Back here on the Lombardi Line, I am Dave Ross. He is Wes Reynolds. And Wes, today it's great to have Michael Lombardi on his own show. It's always good to have Michael on. Of course, but on a day like today with everything going on with the Las Vegas Raiders, Michael, we try to give you some time off, but the news never stops. And of course, you know all about winning, winning three times as an executive in this league. Just want to get your initial thoughts to everything that happened, uh, certainly over the last over the weekend and then certainly escalating yesterday with John Gruden resigning. You kind of alluded to this, Michael, last week that you thought this was almost imminent. Was this not really that big a surprise to you in the end? Well, I think when you watch this, you know, when you listen to the commentary and you read the report that came out on Friday before the game, and then you saw his team play, I think that that the, the credibility, the trust, uh, wasn't obvious on Sunday. You know, losing at home to a rookie quarterback when you're a five and a half point favorite, and really never being in the game, frankly, was uh, certainly a bad sign for John. And then the second set of emails, the correspondence between him and Bruce, which is. You know, the most fascinating thing of all, I mean, Bruce fired his brother. You know, he and Bruce had a falling out when they left Tampa, and yet they remained close and shared these intimate details of their feelings to uh, around the commentary of the National Football League. And I don't think that the Raiders had any choice, uh, certainly had no choice. They didn't have a choice on Friday, and they let him coach in the game, and cooler heads prevailed come Monday. 
And Michael, I wanted to follow up on that because, look, the only thing that we knew as just consumers of news was the remarks that he made about Demora Smith, the head of the NFLPA, the Players Union. And we only knew that, but we didn't know the other details that came out in the New York Times article late yesterday afternoon. Do you believe that this just happened this rapidly on Monday, or do you believe that the Las Vegas Raiders knew about some of the other stuff in addition to the Demora Smith comment? I think they had to know. It would be naive not to know. I mean, I think the league basically said, you know, it's a little bit like when Fredo was at the party and, you know, and Rocco comes over to him and says, Michael told me you can handle this or I'm going to have to. I think the league went to them and said, Mark, you handle this or we are going to handle it. Mm. And I think Mark decided to handle it. And I think that's the best way to describe it. It's just, it was toxic. It's horrible, you know, to communicate with Bruce, uh, you know, I mean, I call him the punter. I slipped up the punter. You know, I mean, the damage he's done to the Washington football team, the damage he's done to other people's careers, including mine, uh, it it goes without saying. And I think that you just uh, just don't understand it. And for him to remain friends with Bruce, I mean, Allen was actually at the opening game of the stadium this year, you know, as a guest of either the Raiders or the Gruden. I'm not sure who he was a guest of, but – uh, that relationship continued on, and it's continued on. And so I think that it's pro- you know it's it certainly uh, highlights uh, his career. And I think when you look back, we as a betting network, we know that John, since he won the Super Bowl in 2002, is a 44 percent winning percentage coach. I mean that that's that's the thing that gets thrown uh, besides the horrific emails and the and the behavior and the language. What really gets kind of thrown under the carpet that's never really discussed is the fact that he's a 44% winning percentage coach. I wrote about him in Gridiron Genius. You know, if you go to page 37, you know, I talked about the the inability to build trust within uh, his constituents of his leadership. And, I mean, I laid it all out, and I wrote that book in 2018. You know, Michael, it's fascinating because you and I talked last week. Obviously, we were talking about the Bears game, breaking it down before any of this stuff came to light. And I think both you and I were kind of on the Raiders side thinking that that's the game they're going to win. And then this comes out and you mentioned it. It felt like the team quit on Sunday. I'm not going to say that they did, but that's just the way that they played in such a malaise on Sunday. What now? Going forward for this football team, now you got an interim head coach taking over. You know, John Gruden, as you well know, ran everything. He was in control of everything uh, from the front office. You know, I know Mike Mayock's there, but he brought in Mike Mayock. I mean, everything really had his fingerprints on it. How does this team go forward, a 3-2 and two football team, visions of, of, of the playoffs still probably dancing in their heads after that 3-0 and start? Is there any way you can get a, a gauge and a read on what you think and how you think this football team might react? <clears throat> Well, I mean, Rich Bisacci has always wanted to be a head coach. He interviewed for head coaching jobs uh, as a a special team. So this is his great opportunity to take over. And I think the move to make him the head coach was to let let the coaches continue doing what they're doing. I mean, Tom Cable was on the staff. He had been an NFL head coach. Gus Bradley's on the staff. He had been an NFL head coach. But I think they decided to make everybody just continue doing their jobs. Mayock do his job. He had no authority as the general manager because he worked for Gruden. Today he has some authority. Mm. Today he can he can work on the roster. Today we can really judge Mike and see what he actually what he really thinks of the team going forward. Uh, because all the decisions that were made internally in that building all direct, all came from Gruden. 
you know, and, and I know that Gruden and Mayock's relationship was never really as tight as they wanted to make it seem because there was always a disconnect. Anybody who's the personnel director working for John was going to have a hard time. And I've been on record of saying that before this event's happened. So I think that it'll be business as usual. I, I, will the quarterback play as well? That I think is the harder question. He has not played well in the last two weeks. Will they play as well on defense? They might actually play better because Bisacci might actually care about what they do on defense. Gruden was always just the offensive coordinator and never, never anything more than that. He always wanted to run the offense and just cared about the offense and give them the ball back and let them score points. Now they actually have somebody who's going to oversee all three elements. They might actually get better in two of the three areas. Will they be better on offense? That remains to be seen. I mean, they've got to get the quarterback to play at a higher level. And Michael, back to Rich Bisacci, who did win a ring with John Gruden, Super Bowl 37 in 2002 for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. What does your gut tell you? Because you mentioned all the former head coaches they have in that organization. Gus Bradley, Tom Cable, Rod Marinelli, now Bisaccia getting a chance here. Do you think that this is just kind of a stopgap, or does he have a chance to say, okay, I've got 12 games to prove myself as the head coach, or do you do you tend to think, based on your logic and reasoning here, that the Raiders are going to be looking to move on and get somebody outside the organization after the season? I think the one thing about the Raiders, the code is just a Raider. I think, you know, they don't want to look for the history. I think Mark Davis is going to look history of it. there's a player. Okay, we're to try to get uh, reconnected with Michael Lombardi there, but really do appreciate Michael taking the time here. Again, we kid Wes. We do this show on Tuesday so he and Patrick can get a day off. They, that, that's why Michael usually takes off on Tuesday right? because this is the off day. It's supposed to be the slow day yeah, in the National Football Yeah, this is Football the off day in the National Football League, and I know we're going to have Adam Hill at the top yeah. of the hour from the Las Vegas Review-Journal and see if maybe he's been able to correspond with some players to get their reaction on this because I know his friend and colleague and a guy that's our guest on this network, Paul Gutierrez, mm-hmm. who covers the Raiders for ESPN, you know, he did an interview last night on the network. He's like, none of the players have gotten back to me. It was everything was just shut down. Nobody was saying anything. So we'll see if somebody might have said something overnight or this morning. You know, again, I, I was saying this uh, before we, we started the show today. In my time in Washington, D.C., I've been through numerous coaching changes there through the decades that I was in D.C., but never because of a reason like this. Mm-hmm. We've never seen it. And so those locker rooms are normally very insulated, and I do believe we have Michael Lombardi back on the line with us. Uh, so, Michael, thanks again for, for re- rejoining us here. But I, I found it very interesting what you were saying about how this team actually might respond to the positive with the departure of John Gruden and that the coaching staff, th- there might be more of a freedom, certainly in the front office, as you alluded to with Mike Mayock, and now with those assistants being empowered now. So, so while on the short term it feels like, you know, boy, how do they how do they respond? I think you're shedding some light that this could be viewed in some circles as a positive within that organization. Is that right? I, I think, to be honest, and you know, it's 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 John never has created, and I think if you read my book, uh, Gridiron Genius, and you understand how I wrote it, and I, and I respect John as an offensive coach. But John has never really been a head coach. That's why he's a 44% winning percentage since he won the Super Bowl with Tony Dungy's team. And John creates an environment internally within an organization that becomes very difficult to work in, Mm. very difficult to work in. And today they don't have that. There's going to be a breath of fresh air. There's going to be people actually allowed to do their job. I mean, 
John literally, I mean, he's in charge of the entire football operation, and yet he had his own draft room on the coaching floor away from the personnel department. It's almost subversive from within. And that's kind of how John has always motivated himself. And I wrote about it in the book about how John uses all that motivation to kind of motivate him, and it really creates a toxic environment within the building. And now that toxic environment is gone. And Mark Davis was never going to see this. Mark Davis has worn blinders on John for years because he sees John as the guy who resurrected the Raiders in the early 2000s, which that wasn't the case. He played part of John, it. John, got to go. Got to go. We'll be back with more on Bar- Before you make your next bet, be sure to visit VEASAN.com to check the current betting splits data. This new feature gives you insights on where the money and bets are moving for every game. You'll be able to see where the public is betting based on the number of tickets and where the money doesn't match the public opinion. Data is available for money line over-unders and against the spread bets. Betting splits are another way. VEASAN is here to make you a smarter, better year-round. Check out today's betting splits for every game at VEASAN.com. Back here on the Lombardi line, Dave Ross alongside Wes Reynolds. It was great having Michael Lombardi himself on in the last segment. And again, on his day off, I, we mm-hmm. hate bothering him on his day off, but it's great insight to a guy who knows the Raider organization better than most. And, and Wes, really what caught my ear with that conversation was his belief that this really could be like a weight lifted off the entire organization. Mm-hmm. Now, I know that Derek Carr was very close, and obviously when you have a quarterback, offensive coordinator thing that they had for as many years as they had, in the short term, people are going to say, well, how are they going to go forward with that? Greg Olson's going to put together a pretty good game plan I would think they're going to be okay, but to Michael's point, they do have to get Derek Carr playing better like he was in the first three weeks. Now, with all this turmoil, but I actually think there was more turmoil last week than there will be this week going ahead and playing the Denver Broncos on the road, getting out of Vegas. Mm-hmm. You know, and I know the money's going to come in on Denver here, but Wes, I'm starting to think that maybe if Michael is correct this could be a good spot to back the Raiders on the road. Well, and to your point, this was two and a half on the look ahead. And then obviously the Raiders uh, highly unimpressive. As Mm. Michael said, they were never really in the game. It was 20 to nine. I mean, the bears didn't run away and hide because they had their own issues, but you felt like it was Chicago's game really from the get go. And the Raiders just, just a really lackluster performance at home as a five and a half point favorite. So what happens? You get a bad performance. You get an adjustment when it's repriced on Sunday night and it was three and then it went to three and a half. And when this Gruden news was announced and I was kind of looking at my Don best screen, which has all the list of the lines for the various sports books, not only here in Las Vegas, but overseas and across the country. And it was three and a half pretty much in the market okay. at that time. So I thought, okay, are these lines going to start to disappear a little bit from the screen? And other than maybe one or two books, they didn't. And, and they basically stayed three and a half in the market. So really, you haven't seen a huge adjustment or the adjustment's already been made. Okay, I think it's already been baked into the cake. Now, that doesn't mean bettors aren't going to come in and bet the Denver Broncos. So I think if you like the Raiders, you can wait around a little bit because I think you want to get the gauge of what the players are thinking and whatnot. But I'm I'm with Michael in terms of his logic. I think, you know, this kind of removes the distraction. This moves the weight off the shoulders because there was kind of some dissension. We know some players are probably more pro-Gruden and some players are like maybe good riddance. Right. So 
I think going on the road, this is kind of a good thing. And to the Denver side, because you got to handicap two teams in a game, Denver gave almost up almost 400 yards in Pittsburgh on Sunday. This was a very good defense for the first few weeks of the season. And then you have a Pittsburgh Steeler team. Obviously, Ben is struggling. Mm -hmm. Obviously, the running game has not gotten established. This was the best the running game had looked all season for the Steelers. They had 35 carries for 147 yards, 4.2 a carry. I mean, that isn't a huge number, but it's not bad. And they were able to run the ball consistently. Denver has had some injuries also on the defense. Look, they would, they get Bradley Chubb back and then immediately they lose him uh, pretty much indefinitely. So you look at the uh, injuries really on the Denver side you have uh, not only Bradley Chubb out and on IR, Jonas Griffith is now out. They've got some injuries that are starting to pile up, and really so do the Raiders because the Raiders have some secondary injuries with Damon Arnett and Trayvon Mullen now being on IR. The offensive line has not looked good in the last two games, but I do kind of think that this is a little bit of a rally around the family type so of game. Uh, maybe not with the pocket full of shells, but <laughs> it is going to be a rally around the family type of thing for the Raiders because I think, okay, you laid an egg at home, go on the road. It's a divisional game. You're going to have your most focus, you would think, for a spot like this in a divisional game. So if this goes up a little bit more, and even at three and a half, I would only be interested in the Raiders side. I think maybe it could tick up to four, but I don't think that the line is going to maybe have that much variance from where it is right now. I'm with you. I think that's the only way to play it right now. Let's see how the market moves it as the week continues here. But again, if you want to go back to Urban Meyer when his news broke and all the issues that they had surrounding their team, they were having all these meetings and they weren't focused on the Tennessee Titans. That's why I thought the Titans were a smart play last week. And, and obviously that cash, once this news broke about John Gruden before the Bears game, I thought, uh-oh, I feel like I'm the wrong side of this because I was kind of backing the Raiders earlier in the week just on the strategic point against Justin Fields. And then when this news breaks, those players in that locker room hear this stuff too. So they can tell you all they want. They're insulated and they're pros and they're just going to work. It affects them as well. So I, I kind of with you guys on this one. I think this week it's almost like, all right, we had the clunker last week at home. Now we're getting on the road. Gruden's gone. We're looking forward. I would be really surprised if they laid another egg in Denver Let's see if they give one of their better efforts here as they try to move forward and turn the page uh, from the John Gruden era. Now, let's try to make you some money tonight, Wes, because let's go down to college football because we got Tuesday night action in college football. So, the fun belt. Yeah. How about App State against Louisiana? App State right now laying five is the number here at BetMGM, and the over-under is slated at 57. So when you look at App State, 10-1 and one ATS in their last 11 games following a bye week. So, Wes, if we go with the history of it there, you kind of feel like maybe laying the five is the right way to go? Uh, I'm not so sure about that. And oh. By the way, both of these teams, you know, when you looked at them, these were kind of the two main teams in the Sun Belt. Well, all of a sudden, Coastal Carolina is kind of the flavor of the month. That's uh, right. Got that big win over BYU last year. They are also the only ranked team in the Sun Belt. So, you got these two teams that are kind of fighting to say who's going to be the challenger to Coastal Carolina, assuming that they are going to be, you know, the the team to beat really in that conference. And look, Louisiana has kind of fallen off a little bit from that first game. Remember, they were getting the money against Texas yes. in Sark's debut. That got bet all the way from like, I think it might have been like 12 or 12 and a half 
all the way down to about eight before you saw a little bit of Texas money. So they lose to Texas in the opener, and then they've won four straight. Now, not the greatest of competition. Nickel State, a rebuilding Ohio. You go on the road and beat Georgia Southern, who has now since changed their coach. You go on the road, had a tough one with uh, South Alabama back on October 2nd. Very good defense led by first-year coach Kane Womack. So, you know, ULL, I think maybe the reason why that they're the underdog here and, and, and a bigger underdog than three is because they really haven't played anybody. They really have not played elite competition because last year, you remember ULL when they went and beat Iowa State mm-hmm. uh, up in Ames and beat them very handily. And that was an Iowa State team that ended up going to a New Year's Six game uh, that beat Oregon in the Fiesta Bowl. So you know, just kind of looking at this, I understand why App State's getting the money, but I may wait on this and go with ULL because I think ULL, once you lose, it's like here here today, gone tomorrow. Like you're forgotten after you lost that Texas game and then people kind of forgot about this team. This is a very good ball club for Billy Napier. So uh, I would be looking raging Cajuns okay. at least in first glance. I have not yet bet this game though. Okay, again, down to four and a half year bet MGM for App State here, a favorite on the road. What really caught my eye here, Wes, looking at this game was Louisiana as a home dog. The over is hit all four times. So when you see the total here of 57, with the inclination here to follow that trend and say, okay, we're going to get some points, and if ULL is going to stay in this, it's going to be a firefight. Mm -hmm. Do you think that maybe here the over might be the right play? You would think so at first glance. By the way, there were only 45 points scored between these two teams last time out. And actually – Louisiana Lafayette did win in Boone last year, 24 Mm -hmm. to 21. It looked like Appalachian state had the game late turnover ULL wins here. So I think 57, uh, that's probably the right number. I think it's already been played from the opener of 54 and a half. Cause I think, you know, when you have those standalone games, college football games, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, you're usually going to see that get bet to the over. That's not just an NFL phenomenon. No, it's not. That's also a college football phenomenon. So this is up to 57, even some 57 and a halves at faraway places. I see four and a half right now at BetMGM. There are some some fives uh, uh, offshore or overseas, wherever you want to call it, wherever these books are placed. But it's been one-way traffic on App State, but I think you might get some buyback on ULL as we get closer to kickoff. And again, you're looking, if you look just trends, you go, well, App State's covering 10-1 uh, in their last 11 ATS, and Louisiana, the direct opposite, just not covering here. But again, 4-1 and one ATS, Louisiana, ATS in their last five Tuesday games. So again, these, these kind of anomalies that you see up here on your screen, so kind of take that information as you see it there. But it is very interesting. Under is 9-1 and one in their last 10 home games. To your point, Wes, they've been playing a lot of under games at home. So we'll see how those trends may continue tonight. But it's Tuesday night football, so you can't really beat that. You're going to get some action uh, tonight. I'll be watching as well. When we come back here on the Lombardi Line, Wes, we're going to be joined by one of our favorites, Will Hill. And it's always interesting to look at the NFL and see where the lines have moved and where Will sees that there still is value. Because I like to play early in the week. I'll be listening closely. You should, too, when you come back with us right here on VEASAN. It's the Lombardi Line, the Sports Betting Network. Back with Will Hill in just a moment.
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter let's please welcome jamal crawford to point game king of the court one-on-one tournament if they had it back in your prime do you think he could have took it all i'm gonna be honest with you i don't think i could have took it all but i think i would have shocked a lot of people i think kobe and everybody in their prime kobe would win a one-on-one contest yeah yeah because you gotta think he's gonna guard he don't care about guarding He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Sign up today at BetMGM and enjoy the thrill of victory in your very first bet. The King of Sportsbooks welcomes you to Showtime with a special offer on the NHL, an official sports betting partner of BetMGM. Simply place a $10 money line wager on any game, and if either team scores a goal in the game, you're going to win $200 in free bets regardless of your bet's outcome. Just use the bonus code VEASAN200 when you make your first bet to take advantage of this offer. Enjoy the NHL action like never before with BetMGM's live betting options, boosted odds specials, and much, much more. Download the app or go to BetMGM.com and use the bonus code VEASAN200 to win $200 in free bets if a goal is scored in the game you wager on. New customer offer, paid in free bets, eligibility restrictions to apply. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Please gamble responsibly. If you have a problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Nevada. Back here alongside Wes Reynolds, I am Dave Ross. This is the Lombardi Line here on VEASAN. And Wes, we always love chatting with our guy, Will Hill. VEASAN contributor and writes on Point Spread Weekly. And Will, when you look at the NFL and the lines come out early in the week, and then you see some initial moves. 
I know it always catches your eye. I want to talk to you to start with Thursday night's game because I sweated out my teaser play last Sunday night with the Bucks. I look at this game against the Eagles, and it's right in my teaser zone. What do you make of the number? Has it moved one way or the other that you like? No, I mean, this is probably a pass for me just in terms of the side. I do think, like you said, it's a probably a, a pretty obvious teaser leg. You know, sometimes it doesn't make always make for the most interesting conversation when we come on here and be like, oh, I could tease it. I could tease it. You could tease it. Because you're not, it's kind of a cop out because you're not really giving, you know, a position on the pick. But look, we're, we're here to make money. And, uh, you know, I think if you could tease the Bucks and find something else to, to tease it with, you're in good shape there. So for, for me, uh, the Bucks is an obvious and, and probably a profitable teaser leg here. And uh, we'll go into the London game. And speaking of stay away, this is a stay away oh. game for me because oh. look, Miami may be getting to it back. They he may you know scheduled to come off the IR. We saw last week they hung in for about three quarters down in Tampa. Jacoby Brissett was battling a hamstring injury. Thought he was going to come out of the game, gutted it out, and continued to play. But I know Jacksonville is Jacksonville, and they're 0-5. Even though Lawrence, I thought, played a little bit better. I thought it was probably his best game. He looked very sharp early, but they just couldn't get the Titans off the field defensively. This, to me, is an absolute no thank you. Do you have a read on this game? Well, I think there's going to come a point where we send a game to London, and they just send it back. They say, no, thank you. You guys can keep these teams. I mean, I don't know if you like the Jets and the Falcons last week, but you know what? Dolphins and Jaguars might be pushing at this point. I mean, it'll be fun. I like these games. I mean, it's the only game on. It's a nice way to start the morning. I'm actually going to take the three and a half with Jacksonville. Miami stats are just terrible. I mean, they are bad all the way across the board. Points per play, yards allowed. I mean, they are just awful. They, you know, they to me they're not justified laying three and a half to anyone, especially on a neutral field. You know, Jacksonville, I know it's new coaches and new players, but they're experienced making this trip, you know, with the organization. So they know, you know, how to handle it, when to leave, all, all the sort of itinerary, you know, um it, it, things like that. So I'm gonna take the three and a half here. Uh, like you said, Jacksonville's played a little better. Um, you know, they actually were, were nose to nose with Titans the other day in terms of yards gained. They just, you know, they had a fumble return for a touchdown. They had Lawrence get stopped at the one, you know, they were feisty the week before against the Bengals probably should have won that game. So, you know, as bad as it looked early, they've been a little more competitive, uh, you know, these past few weeks. So I'm going to take the three and a half here. The Dolphins should not be laying three and a half to anybody. I had the Falcons in the over last week in England. And will I drank tea to celebrate when it cashed at the end. And if not, I was going to dump some in a harbor. But it is crazy, the football we're giving those guys over there. I do want to talk to you about the Packers and the Bears here on Sunday because right now it opened up with Green Bay minus four and a half. We've got a, a director here of Easton, Jeremy Wingle, who said, Hammer the Bears. The defense is back, baby. They're all excited. They whip up on the Raiders last week. Will, what do you make of this line? Yeah, to me, uh, probably another good teaser piece here with the Packers. I know you, you never want to tease through zero, but uh, you know, I just don't see the Bears. They're very limited on offense. They're kind of playing around fields, only threw for like 111 yards. You know, they, that game was really uh, between them and the Raiders. That game was dead even in terms of yards, plays, yards per play, all that stuff. So. To me, this is Packers or pass, uh, you know, rivalry game, division game, laying over a field goal on the road. Not my not my cup of tea to, <laughs> to be laying this number, but uh, certainly not not lining up to, to bet the Bears here. I don't you know, think you're getting enough here with the five battle of two and three teams here with Kansas City and the Washington football team. Not expected Kansas City would be two and three. I think the WFT, I kind of figured that that's what they would be, but similar spot to two weeks ago where they're laying about six and a half, seven, depending on your number, I think six and a half market wide against one of those NFC East teams and the Chiefs eventually got away, but 
off a tough loss on Sunday where, look, uh, the public and more of the casual bettors were on the underdog in Buffalo, and they absolutely had a no-sweater. They they were leading wire to wire. But do you think this drop in class for Kansas City gets them on the right track again? I can't bet on Kansas City. I mean, to me, this is just a dumpster fire. I mean, they're they're a money pit every week. They don't cover. They got a lot of issues. I mean, we look at the players with fantasy football, Mahomes and Hill and Kelsey. They still they lack a lot of talent in a lot of areas. I mean, Edwards Hilaire, that looks like a wasted first round pick. Uh, you know, they gave a first round pick for Orlando Brown. He got whipped the other night. The guy Sorensen gets burned. I think I could catch a twenty yard seam on him. I mean, it, it's bad. It's really bad. I don't know. If these markets opened up, I'm really interested in a Chiefs to miss the playoffs prop because I just think, you know what? We saw this with the last dance Bulls. We saw it with the Warriors, with Durant and Curry. You know, you play all these games, they add up. And, you know, you just the wear and tear mentally, physically, there starts to become infighting. Something just seems amiss with the Chiefs. I'm not saying I'm going to bet it. I'm not saying I think they'll miss the playoffs. And you never want to make a bet you don't think is going to win. But to me, if I get a plus 250, plus 300 on the Chiefs to miss the playoffs, I don't think that's crazy. You know, if, if Mahomes or Hill were ever to roll their ankle and miss two or three weeks, this team has a lot of issues. I mean, they're not just bad on defense. They are historically bad. They're just getting gashed. So to me, this is Washington. I, I just can't lay a number with the Chiefs in the state they're in right now. Chiefs, and, and on offense, yeah, sorry. Oh, ahead, on bro. offense, no, it just looks like a struggle. I mean, they, the other day it was just, I mean, it was a grind to move the ball down the field. And, you know, the bookmakers didn't adjust. I don't know if you guys saw the live line. They were up 18 and they were still, uh, are down 18 and they were still only getting nine late in the game. So, you know, the bookmakers just won't adjust here. I, I'm taking Washington. Chiefs, by the way, 213 and one against the spread in their last 16 games. Uh, they got a cover in Philly a couple weeks ago, but. Not so good on Sunday, and that defense looked absolutely awful. It looks terrible. I'm with you guys on that. It's hard to back them. That feels like a teaser spot for me. Again, Will, taking the cop out, I am there. Uh, I do want to talk to you about what I call the hangover game when you look at the Bengals against the Lions. And, and Will, it's been profitable for me when I bet against teams the week before that gets their hearts ripped out in a game they absolutely should have won. And I think you can make the case for both the Lions and the Bengals. I mean, the Lions just figure out new ways to, to get their heart rips out uh, week in and week out. And the Bengals, the kicker's still celebrating, thinking he won the game. By the way, you didn't. He missed it. So what do you make of this line here with the Bengals now going on the road? It was that three and a half down to three here at BetMGM? I think the Bengals are a little cheap here. I would look towards laying the three. They've been pretty you know, pleasantly surprised with the defense. Some of their numbers, yards per play and all that stuff, they're good on defense. You know, Burrow, we like Chase for all his issues with the new football in the preseason. It looks like a hell of a player. You know, a lot of people question that pick. Maybe they should take the lineman. You know, maybe they should go in another direction. Chase looks like a hell of a player. We know how good Burrow is. Maybe they get Mixon back. To me, you know, you're going on the road against Detroit. They're not in the position as a franchise where they're going to overlook somebody or take this game lightly or, you know, even take the foot off the gas. To me, this is Bengals. I, I think this number's cheap here. I think the Bengals, you know, are an eight, maybe an eight or nine win team sleeper for a wild card. This is uh, actually a pretty solid Bengals team, I think. Will uh, got three baseball games today. Thought Ooh. we might have four, Sneak but the Red, the Red Sox went ahead and put it to bed Amazing. last night. So they are now in the ALCS, but the team that uh, their, their opponent in the ALCS could be determined today. It is Houston up two to one McCullers against Rodon. That's going to be first pitch in about a little over an hour from now. White Sox finally getting to their real ace here mm-hmm. in, in game Took four. And not a moment too soon. McCullers already got a win in game one. Will, where are you leaning here? Astros, White Sox. Yeah, I bet the Astros, I just, something's fishy. Like you said, he's their ace, but they almost got swept without using him. Uh, you know, he had some arm issues, the velocity. He pitched well the, his last few starts, but his velocity was down. So to me, this is the Astros. They hit lefties well. 
Uh, I'm not sure Rodon is 100% healthy. If he is 100% healthy, why the hell did you not use him in the first three games? So right. to me, this is the Astros. I'm uh, I'm betting the Astros and nothing better than these day playoff games. Day baseball, we don't have a lot of it left. This might be the last early start of the year. So uh, I'm excited to watch this one and have a full day of baseball here. Well, do you like the fact that a middle reliever came after the Strohs for the Sox and, hey, they must be cheating because they, they don't seem to do it on the road. And then Dusty Baker's got to come back and defend his guys. Well, he said, he said, what do you make? all this stuff i think it's fun maybe it gets you fired up in, in july but look it's october they're going to be fired up anyway so i just kind of dismiss it it does make for uh for an intriguing matchup one i want to get into I, I didn't give it to you guys before but i just saw this before i came on the air i think this is almost looks too good to be true eric lauer under five and a half strikeouts now milwaukee is facing elimination lauer's not a big strikeout guy anyway less than a strikeout in inning. They're going to have a short leash with him. I, I, I'm surprised that's five and a half. To me, that is a strong play on the under. I love that. That Will can go out there and find that number, sneaky under five and a half. It does feel like the right play. Uh, follow him on Twitter as I do. Not the Will Hill, but he is a very fun follow. So, Will, appreciate the time and the information. As always, we'll catch up again soon. Enjoy the baseball and the Tuesday night college football. When we come back here on the Lombardi Line, we're going to be joined by Adam Hill talking all things Raiders. It's a mess right now. We'll see if we can sort it at all when you come back right here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month no matter what kind of entertainment you love addicted to true crime catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on a e crime central crave adventure explore asian action movies on hayah searching for something extreme check out skating snowboarding and more on fuel tv plus the global home of action sports and find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's hit nation playlist there's new free shows and movies to love every week say free this week in your xfinity voice remote getting ready to take on spring Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.